People say that about the English, don't they? The English are very polite. Some people say we're too polite. Too many please and thank yous. It's true that in English there are a lot of ways, a lot of different ways to express politeness. I don't think the English are more polite than people from other countries. It just means there is a language protocol that native speakers from the UK expect from others in dialogue, especially in formal and semi-formal situations. In this podcast, I'm going to look at being polite in English and those wonderful modal auxiliaries we can use to speak to strangers or people we don't know well in a suitably polite way. This podcast is for students at a good B1 and B2 levels of English. So let's go. Hello and welcome to Practicing English. My name is Mike Bilbra and these are podcasts for students of English at B1 or B2 levels or for those students who just want to improve their general English. For transcripts of these podcasts, please go to practicingenglish.com. I thought the best way I can talk about how to be polite in English is to remember typical situations and the type of dialogue used. In other words, I'm going to give you short dialogues with suitable language so you can listen and assess the content for yourselves. Okay, so the first situation is in a bookshop. Remember that a bookshop is where you buy books? and not where you borrow books, which is a library. So this is a bookshop. You walk into a quiet bookshop in the high street. The shop assistant is putting some books onto the shelves and doesn't see you. Notice the following as you listen. Notice how we get someone's attention in a polite way. Notice the way we use past tense to sound more polite and less direct. Notice how short answers repeat the auxiliary. And notice the use of the auxiliary do in affirmative sentences. The use of actually for politeness. And the use of just as in, I'd just like to browse to make your action sound less of a problem. And the word to browse is to look through some books um, without buying them, just to see if you like them or not, to browse. Notice the use of can or could in questions. It's probably not true that could is more polite than can. It's the intonation that is important. And also notice the use of modals and indirect questions to sound less direct. And lastly, the use of sir or madam by the shop assistant. 
I suggest if you come over to Practicing English, to Podcast 105, where you have an audio script, you can read and identify these different elements separately. Excuse me? Yes. Hello. Can I help you, sir? Yes, please. Could you tell me if you have any books in French? Yes, we do. What sort of French books were you looking for? Well, actually, French novels. Yes, we do have a section on French novels. Would that be contemporary or 19th century? Uh, well, contemporary or 20th century, actually. Of course. Would you like to follow me, sir? Thank you. Contemporary French novels are on these shelves here and here. Is there any title or author in particular you were interested in? Well, no, actually. I'd just like to browse, if I may. Would you mind? No, of course not. If you need me, I'll be over there. Thank you. That's very kind of you. You've been very helpful. Thank you. Well, that was all very nice, wasn't it? Can I just stress here that the conversation is not exaggerated? It's a typical dialogue that happens millions of times a day in shops all around the UK. Sometimes my students ask me what the customer can call the shop assistant. The shop assistant can say sir or madam, but what does the customer say? The answer is nothing. You definitely do not call the shop assistant sir or madam. That would sound ridiculous. The only thing I can say is that if you want to get the attention of the assistant, just say, excuse me. Right, let's move on to situation two. Tea with the neighbours. We would think that in less formal situations, the amount of polite protocol language would be reduced. We're more relaxed and we know the people we're speaking to. Well, to some extent, but there is always an air of formality. Perhaps our neighbours are not the best friends, but we know them, if only casually. In the UK, neighbours often invite other neighbours into their home for a cup of tea and a cake or something like that, especially if you're new in the area. This is likely to happen more in small towns or villages. Janet and Humphrey have recently bought a house in Lakeside, a quiet neighbourhood in a small country town. They've been invited to a neighbour's house for tea. They've spoken several times before over the garden fence, but they are not what you might call close friends. There are still lots of uses of formal modal auxiliaries here. But, as I've said, it's important that the formal language is accompanied with suitable intonation. The intonation is essential in these situations. Correct word use is not enough. So we have four people here. The neighbours, who are Mary and Charlie. Mary, the wife, and her husband, Charlie. And the visitors, 
who presumably live next door and have just moved into the area, and that is Janet and her husband Humphrey. The neighbour, Mary, and her husband, Charlie, open the door as Janet and Humphrey ring the doorbell. Hello, 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 hello. Please don't stand there in the cold. Come in and make yourself warm. It is chilly, isn't it? Thank you. Lovely. You've met my husband, Charlie, haven't you? Yes, hello again. Got that fence fixed yet? They nod and smile at each other, but they don't shake hands. <laughs> oh, don't talk to Charlie about that fence. He's been at it for days. <laughs> now, do come and sit down. Would you mind sitting on the sofa? She points to a beautiful and luxurious sofa. Mary brings two chairs for herself and Charlie. Mary, Humphrey and I can sit on the chairs. Please, we don't want to push you off the sofa. Sounds of protesting. No, 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 no. no. Please, Janet, we'll be very comfortable on these chairs. Now, do sit down. They all sit down except Mary. Now, I've made some coffee and some tea. Which would you like, Janet? Oh, I'd love a cup of tea, if it's no problem. No problem at all. Now, Humphrey, what would you like to drink? I wouldn't say no to a cup of tea. Then it's teas all round. Charlie and I always have a cup of tea at this time of day. Mary starts to walk to the kitchen. Mary, can I help you to get the things? Won't hear of it. I won't be a second. And she disappears into the kitchen. Lovely living room, Charlie. Beautiful wallpaper, isn't it, Humphrey? Janet and Humphrey nod and look around appreciatively, making appreciative sounds. Mmm. Mmm. Thank you. Got the wallpaper in Siemens in the high street. Very nice. Goes well with the carpet, doesn't it, Humphrey? I love those oranges and pinks. Mary comes in with a tray full of teacups, a teapot, plates and a large cake. Oh, Mary, you shouldn't have. Oh, really, you've gone to all that bother. And just for us, you shouldn't. You really shouldn't have. What a beautiful cake. Fruit cake? You didn't make it, did you? Oh, I just threw a few ingredients into a bowl. That's all. It wasn't any bother. She was up at six o'clock this morning making that cake. <laughs> oh, Mary. Oh, Charlie, you just be quiet. Don't listen to him. Now, Janet, strong or weak? Ooh, weak, please. Shall I pour yours first, then? Mary pours some tea into Janet's cup. Humphrey, how would you like your tea? Well, if you like it weak, Mary, you could pour mine last. No, no, we like ours strong, don't we, Charlie? Well, Mary pours tea into Humphrey's cup, then serves her husband's and her own. Now, 
Would you like to help yourselves to milk and sugar? The milk's in the milk jug, and here are the sugar lumps and the tongs. Please, just help yourselves. They all help themselves to milk and sugar. Now, Humphrey, can I interest you in a piece of cake? Oh, I, I mustn't, really. Janet kicks him discreetly on the foot. Well, all right, just a small piece. It does look delicious. Mary cuts and serves a piece using a silver cake server. Thank you, that's lovely. Janet, would you like a piece? I hope you're not going to say no. Oh, Mary, you shouldn't have gone to all this bother. I don't want to put you out. It's no bother at all. Charlie and I are delighted to welcome you to Lakeside, aren't we, Charlie? Here you are. Excuse fingers. Mary serves Janet a piece of cake. Thank you. Fruit cake, my favourite. Now, how are you settling down in your new home? Well, I hope you found that useful. I would be delighted to invite you to the next episode of Practicing English. Goodbye for now. Thank you.